It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to another journey into the power of the harvest with Pastor Charles Ellis. Power of the Harvest offers biblical answers to today's questions, all found in the Word of God. Allow Pastor Ellis to guide you through the Word as he teaches with clarity and transparency so that you can not only understand, but begin practicing the Word of God so your life can be forever changed. Now, listen to today's teaching on the power of the harvest with Pastor Charles Ellis. All right, God bless you guys. I'm Apostle Charles Ellis here at Harvest New Life Church. At Harvest New Life Studios here in the city of Dallas. We're going to get moving here in just a moment. on what we call the devotional here at Harvest New Life Studios. And I uh, just want to thank you guys for being able to tune in with me on this morning. We're not going to be with you too long. We're going to be speaking over in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to be concentrating on that 8th and 9th verse. And talking about the process, about the grace of God. We're going to start off with just the topic of just dealing with the process of how we come into um, our positions in life. And how grace is bestowed upon us. Even when we wasn't even worthy to receive the grace. Give me a few minutes. We'll let the music kind of echo off here just a little bit. Let it solidify itself. And we're going to be right back with you guys. We're going to open up with a powerful prayer. And we're going to hear just what the word of God has to say. That is and always is coming from the kingdom of God. Father God, what a blessing, what a mercy, what grace you have bestowed upon us, being so powerful, so mighty. To look upon someone like me, who I feel was even worthy to do the work you called me to do, but in your stillness, your quiet voice, Father God, you singled me out, Father God, individually to do the work you called me to do. And for that, Father God, I say thank you. Father God, I thank you for my life, my health, my strength. I thank you for my mind. I thank you for my heart. I think of all the things you put around me, Father God, that make my life more pleasing, make my life more loving and caring. I thank you for my children. Thank you for my beautiful wife. I thank you for just life in general and all that you bestowed upon me. 
and just to have a right to the tree of life. Father God, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that even as I begin to open up and pray this morning, Father God, I'm asking you to move according to your structure, your power, according to your anointing, your grace, and all that you have given me, Father God. Not that I can do anything, but it's through the grace you have stored upon me, Father God, that even when I was dead in my trespasses and sins, Father God, when it seemed like I was walking the course of the world, didn't know which way to go, Father God, but you spoke that still, small voice in my spirit. And you turned me in the right direction and you said, this is a path that I want you to take. Father God, without hesitation, at 16 years old, Father God, I declare and decree, Father God, I live a life that's far more greater than I can imagine even understand. In the midst of the ups and downs and back and forth, Father God, you saw a path according to Jeremiah 29, 11, or in the name of Jesus. You said this path you chose to me is good and not of evil. That you get an expectation to do a work you never called me to ever do or no one to ever know before in their life. Father God, even as this vision you give me, Father God, it's not like any other vision of anyone else. Some just come on, talk, feel good. And just want to make themselves be heard by what sounds to be oratorical. But Father God, I move through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father God, even as I begin to declare the word, I'm asking you to make me be the conduit you call me to do. Let me be the pipeline system that comes from the kingdom, to open up the fountain, the flow in the hearts and the minds of the people. That even in the midst of their proclivities, even in the midst of their orange cones, their ditches, and all the things that seem to subvert them, and make them feel other than you called them to be, Father God, I declare by the word of God that you will move in such a way, Father God, you will touch them in their lives. And everything around them, Father God, to let them know and realize that you're God and beside you there's other. Father God, I ask you to move according to your plan, your purpose, your power, your grace. And all that you have given us, Father God, in the season that we're in, whatever it may be that's going on in this United States, throughout all the world, Father God, I'm asking you, Father God, to line it up according to the blood. Father God, I'm asking you to shake it in the name of Jesus. And let us realize and understand that you're yet in control. It's by your power, your mercy, and your grace. Not by the mouth of any man that they may boast about position, title, cliques, clubs, or whatever it may be, but through the precious power of the Holy Spirit. Father God, even as we walk in division in this time that we're in, Father God, we ask you to bring us together and unite to one another as being together, as the Word of God declares according to Psalms 133. Aaron begins to speak how good is a man that dwell together in unification. Father God, bring us together, not by creed or color, not by income, not by separation of stuff, things, and all this stuff that we seem to make ourselves a little bit more than everybody else, but through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father God, let us discern and realize and understand you call us to be equal in everything we do. And to use your word, your grace, and your mercy, Father God, that man would never have the position of having dominion over what you created. Father God, we have been loyal, designed, and engineered to speak for what you want us to speak, to live the way you want us to live. You said there's a harvest, Father God, in place. Your word declared that it's truly great. That means, Father God, it's, it's, it's ready for picking, it's ready for speaking, it's ready for, for transformation. All those who are going through changes in their life, Father God, help them to realize and understand the only way they're going to come out no matter how much riches they have, no how much stuff they have, I mean, the business or whatever it may be, it's going to be you, Father God, that's going to sustain their life. Your word is declared to preach, walk, and do the work of the kingdom while that's still daylight. While you're still above ground, before the worms begin to go in and go out, and your soul begin to go back to the place for judgment in which it comes from. Father God, open the minds and hearts of your people. In the name of Jesus, they may know and understand you are the way, the truth, and the light. I decree by the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and by the illumination of the 
God that you have put in my life and all the lives around me that we may realize and understand is through you, Father God, that everything and all things are possible. Father God, I speak these words now to myself. By the power of the Most High God, I decree it, I declare it, I speak it according to the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it be a third heaven word. There be a word to go forth, and it will and shall not go back void, but it will accomplish all that therein. These things I speak according to the power of the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, Lord. Amen. It's always a blessing for me to be with you guys on this morning. Here as we get ready to start in what we call the devotional. You know, as I said about the devotional, it's it's something that can happen in your life. It doesn't have got to be a certain time of the day. A certain morning, you can greet it there where you want to greet it. I believe the devotion is sometime when you still away and begin to speak the word of God and to build you up in the confidence to pray for those who are going through things that's going on in the U.S., all the different things that's going on in the White House, all the things that's going on around the world, all the destruction, all the problems that we're having. We need to really come together and pray and realize that we're no better than anyone else. Despite of whatever position or name they have, the word of God does say honor those who are in position. But at the same time, we got to pray to God when we see that that position has been mismanaged, uh, disdained in such a way that it brings separation to all what God created. Then we're going to have to pray. You know, my word is to never put my mouth against anyone or anybody, but declare the word of God that he's more proficient, insufficient to take us through everything and them through everything that they claim to be according to the word and the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit. It leads us over the word of God. As we go look in our Bibles, we're going to move back and forth here. We're going to actually go to the book of Ephesians. We're going to work out a few different um, uh, Bibles this morning. We're going to look at a couple of different commentaries. We're just going to break the word up and and just kind of really get some real good understanding about the word. I always like to get a good understanding about the word of God in terms of how it comes and how it reads and what it's really saying. You know, anybody can read a fairy tale and get assumption, but the Holy Spirit moves through power. It moves through the grace and understanding. That when any man lacks the wisdom of whatever it may be, don't don't turn to the colonel. Don't lean to your own. You know, don't acknowledge your own ways. But you know, you ought to turn to God and ask him, What is it that I may do that I may get the right perspective, have the right respect from you as being your uh, your conduit in the earth as I walk forth and bring the word to your people in the way that you want them to be. Teach me how to take care of your harvest. Teach me how to uh, retrieve your harvest and let them understand and realize that you are the one. You are the omnipresent. You are the superior. You are the great and almighty. You are the I am that I am. So, Father God, I declare by the word of God that even as we speak today, we look over in the area of the book of Ephesians. And we're going to look at the Amplified Classic, of course. We're going to look over at the ESV, the English Standard Version. We're going to look over what we call the, the ERV. We're going to try to jump into what we call the CEB, the Common English. But we want to really consecrate as we go through these particular scriptures this morning, deal with the very devotionals. I said I'm not going to be with you that long. And we're going to really concentrate ourselves on the process of the really the 8th, ninth, and 10th verse. But we're going to stop on the first here. And we're going to look at the word of God as the beginning of the stake here in uh, Ephesians 2 and verse 1. They say, when we have quickened. The Bible said, when we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Now, that, that don't take a person long to get back over their life and see the things that they've done was mischievous in the eyes of God. And we didn't really recognize and know that he's seen everything we've done behind closed doors, every breath we breathed, everything we said. That wasn't right. You know, we can hide before men, but you can't hide before God. He, he sees all and he knows all. The Bible said he sets high and he looks low. So look over here in the same particular verse in the book of Ephesians. 
chapter two in the Amplified Classic Edition. Uh, I wanted you to understand that that God is speaking as we get ready to move forward. I just feel the power of the Spirit moving in this message this morning, this devotional. And the Word of God says in the Book of Ephesians, in the Amplified Version, it we call the 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 Bible Classic Edition. Ephesians, uh, Amplified Classic Edition, the AMPC. It said that He made alive. This is what it says. He made alive. All this is going to come together when we look at Psalms, uh, not well, Psalms 84, 11 is also in there, but we hadn't got there yet. But we're going to look, it's all going to come together when we really get the process of the part of the book of Ephesians 8, 9, and 10. All of this is your sin. If you look at the inclements of the scripture, it's going to make a lot of sense to you and how you wasn't able to do anything, but it was under the grace of God that he took you and stopped you from being slayed by the things that you was involved with. It says in the book of Ephesians, an amplified version, the classic amplified, he's saying you, he made alive when you were dead and your, when you were dead, slain by your transgressions and sins. Listen to what he says. It wasn't God to put anything on you. You opened up the opportunity and you opened your mind to the things of the world. You saw more pleasures in the flesh that you saw with the power of God. Yeah, we, 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 we got to look at this and we got to really understand how the word of God decrees a word that when we think about the process of the book of uh, Galatians and not just really wanting to, if you put it in your notes and you want to look over there, you want to look at the book of Galatians, it makes a great response and it makes a great cohesiveness in what the word of God is saying because we were all in something in our life that wasn't quite right that was to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians makes a very strong move in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and he talks about that walking in the spirit you know even we look at the book of uh, Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 2 we go back and look at the book of Galatians and we look at the book of Galatians chapter 5 and 16 and we look at that particular first verse he brings some coalition to the particular scripture if you look over in the book of Ephesians chapter two, and you look at it, it said, it said, and, and he made alive, he made alive. And when you were, when you were, when you were slain uh, by your trespasses and sin, notice how he said that he made alive when you were dead, you were dead. You didn't have any kind of value to God in such a way that, that he's going to give you an ultimatum, a free will to choose to come out of your trespasses and sins. Now, when you come out of those trespasses and sins and every mark that the enemy tried to put on you, every claim they tried to make against you during the course of time you was out there in the world, God said, now I have come to the point that I'm going to erase all the handwriting on the wall that was contrary against you. It's through the washing and the generation of the Holy Spirit that God has given you the ability to speak the word of God according to the Romans 3 and 10. The Bible declares uh, when you, uh, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, matter of fact, it's Romans chapter 3. And like at really 9 and 10, the word of God talks about the process. Well, the 8th verse plays a very significant strong role. And also, if you were to take your Bibles and you look over the process of the confession of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in terms of bringing you in the right uh, area with him, he talks a very strong, and you look at Ephesians chapter Chapter, um, I believe that chapter 10, if, 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 it, if it serves me right, I believe it's going to be in Ephesians chapter 10. You look at the fact Ephesians chapter, not Ephesians chapter 10, my ladies and gentlemen, but Romans chapter 10. You go down to that particular uh, eighth verse in 10 and 8. He gives you an ultimatum that, that he don't, that, that word is already there in you. You got a mouth, you know how to open it, use it. And like he told Moses, when the word, you know, who, who made your mouth? God made your mouth. But if it's designed and orchestrated to the Holy Spirit to want to get right, 
you know, God will show you the way how you need to get right. That's just when he make the very uh, claim to the fact of starting your life to what it should be that you may be uh, that you may receive the mercy and grace about all the uh, all the very things that he pardoned you from that you once was in sin. See, all of us was out there before. We all walked the course of the world. We all had things that was, but quite wasn't right in our life. And even if we look back and think about it, we look and thank God for the grace and mercy and how far he's brought us. The word of God says over there, and you look at the book of uh, Romans, not forsaken, over here in the book of Ephesians, and over in the book of Galatians. But we want to bring an argument here, how mercy and grace was in your life when you were so messed up. And everybody think they don't do things, and they think they're a little bit better than everybody else. But, you know, as long as you're in this skin, this suit, that's a possibility. Your mind didn't think right on a daily basis. You didn't do right on a daily basis. You've done some things you meant to repent from God for. But it still adds up to the point that can't nobody erase sin but Christ. You know, you may have didn't see something. Some, you may have done some things that nobody see. But yet God had a track on you. And he was willing to erase all those numbers he had against you when you was out there doing things you thought was right. Ephesians, been not not book of Ephesians, uh, but Romans uh, chapter 10, in that particular 8 verse, he said, But what sayest thou? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. The Bible gets you to open up your heart. And the word of God, which is of faith, that which you preach. When you speak it, you're going to say it. We ain't talking about a person just getting behind a pulpit, a pulpit, preaching the word in terms of how they go in and study something. We're talking about how you preach the word. And the way you're going to preach the word is what's right here in verse 9. But if I confess with thy mouth, you begin to be preaching the word as of right now. God is teaching you to say the words out of your own mouth, how you can save your own life, your own neck from the very woes of what the devil has set up for you, the traps and all the things he has set up for you in your life, that you have so much turmoil in your life. He'll lead you to the point he wants you to take your own self out. Suicide is a common thing that's going on today. There's nothing but the spirit of death that tries to rob people from the life that Christ has given them because he said, I came that you may have the life but have it more abundantly. There's a lot of things out here that we're pulling against and we're going against. You deal with people who deal with drugs, uh, paraphernalia, people deal with all kinds of sexual addictions, heresy, all these different things, um, family violence, discrepancy, uh, prostitution. I mean, you just can name all the things, variance, her I mean, lies. Uh, uh, you, you just look at the book, of, uh, the book of Galatians, it gives you just a whole list of things when you look at the process around that era when he talks about the murder and drunkenness around that 21st verse of Ephesians 5 and I mean not Ephesians 5 but Galatians 5 he a murder drunk and reverie such as such as I tell you that also I told you in times past that these things will not inherit the kingdom of God so the enemy is always coming at you uncleanness lasciviousness all these things this 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 this, this adultery you know all these things are designed to pull me and you out of the course of what God really designed and engineered us to be. And the word he really gave us, when you think about it, is, is the book of Jeremiah 29, 11. That was the faith that Christ gave us. He took Jeremiah 1 and 5 and he said, okay, I'm... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up to not to be a failure. I'm going to set you up by the guidelines. If you follow them, you have success in life. And so when he, he, he bored you before you was born, as it says in Jeremiah 1 and 5, he said, when you was created and you was designed and engineered in your mother's womb, I set you up to be a prophet before the nation. To mean, the gift that I gave you is already in you. You hear the saying said, greater than he that is in you, that he that in the world. I mean, Christ has already set you up and preordained. I ain't going to say preordained. He's ordained you already to be successful. Your name is called victory. You never was designed to fall by any means, any sort, uh, shape, or fashion. You never was designed to go opposite of anything God has declared and called you to be. You're in the mix there. God got a plan for you. And he talks about when he bored you out of your mother's womb, he created you, he designed you, he engineered you. He goes back and he be to set the road for you to walk on. And the road said, if you follow all my plans, my statutes, my commandments, all these things I put on your life, if you follow those, then that's no good thing where I hold from you, Psalms 84, 11, that if you walk upright. Walking upright with the principles and standards and guidelines from the kingdom of God, your B-I-B-L-E, body of instruction before leaving the earth, or Bible instruction before leaving earth. You came with a manual. That manual told you how to operate in this, what we call this tedious world that we're living in. The Bible declared, decreed that if you don't break none of the laws and rules and regulations, then nothing will hold from you. The word of God made an oath, even when you look at Psalms 89 and 34. He declared and decreed in Psalms 89 and 34, he would not revert his covenants nor his plans. That God's going to keep his side, even when you take his word and look at the backup to what he said about his word. And now he's sure about what he said he's going to do. He said it over in the book of Numbers 23, 19 to 21, I'm not a God that I should lie. Am I in there with anybody? I'm not a son of a man that I should have to repent. My command for your salvation has been given. Only with that given that you got to obey all the commands, the statutes, and the precepts that I have in your life that I give you Jeremiah 29 11. Didn't he say it? The Bible declared and decreed your life is already and destiny has already been made. Even in the midst of you being made and going forth, God said, don't fear as you go through what we seem the ups and downs. That's that Psalms 23. And he sure didn't give you a fear of the spirit of fear. That's that Psalms 27. But what God did give you is power, dominion, supremacy, authority. Genesis 1 and 26. You go over the book of John chapter 1. You look at John chapter 1 in the gospel. He's in the beginning was the word, the word was, the word was with. God gave you everything to speak out of your mouth that even when you understand and realize that in your life, God gave you the ability to speak, declare, call things and events in your life to be not what they were. So what are you saying there, prophet? The word of God said, according to the book of Romans, that eighth, uh, that tenth chapter and that eighth verse, he said, boy, saying thou the word, where's thy need thee, is in thy mouth. Look what he said, what saith thou? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. You was born with a heart, a beacon system. That whenever things go wrong in your life, you got the ability to go back to where you come from. To know that God's got a plan for you. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, He said it's good and out of evil. The expectation of God is always tremendous over your life. The word of God goes on and says in that area of the book of Romans 10, 8, 9, and that second half, that the word, he talked about the word. The he said, he said the, the, the words are already in you. 
See, the word of God is what moves. The word says, according to what is it, uh, uh, what is it, Romans, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, Romans, I think it's Romans 5 and uh, 4 and 11. You know, the Bible talks, uh, that he, I think he gave you the ability to call things that be not what they were. You know, 4 and 17, yeah, it helped you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He gave you the power to call things, declare things that be not what they were. So the word is now in your mouth. That whenever you speak, and you speak with a sincere heart, God will continue to do what he said he's going to do because he told you in Numbers 23, 19, and 21, I'm not a God that I should lie. Every word, according to what it says over in Isaiah 55, 11, it's a perceiving word. It's a forwarding word. It goes forth. It ain't got the ability to drop back or go. It, got, it don't have the ability to drop out, but it's got the power to do all that why I sent it. When God sends a word out on your life, he means it won't come back void, but will accomplish and do all that therein. Listen to me, man and woman of God. The Bible talks about the weapons that when you go through Psalms 23, the valleys and the shadows of death. The Bible said that fear is not there nowhere in your life because he said he put a hedge of protection around you and keep you in the midst of all the calamities to try to make you feel other than what God declared you to be. What did he declare you to be? A prophet before the nation. A prophet speaks, declares, decrees, and calls things from the one who sent them. You know what? You are ambassador. You are an apostle, a messenger for God. To go forth and do what all that God planned for you to do. Oh, you got to hear me in this one. Because God is trying to get you to see it's really more than what you can see. When he begins to declare the word that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, God said, I got an ultimate plan for your life. Jeremiah 29 11 makes a very good example to who you are and the kind of power you got. I've been given a commandment to bless the word God says, and I will not reverse it. Jeremiah 29 11 makes a very distinction about the plan that he has for your life. He said it's good and not of evil, but it's an expected future to know and realize that in your life, God's got a plan to supersede far beyond more than you and I can even imagine him thinking. Am I there with somebody? I want you to know and realize that who you are and whose you are. You're called to be a prophet before the nation, not because of what a man says, because of the promise that God put in your life. He called you to be a beacon system, to speak, declare, to call, go out and do things according to the will of God and have faith to know to declare that when you speak a word, it's got to come to full fruition because God never called you to be a Captain L, a liar, a person of heresy, a person to walk around with unbelief in your system. He said there's a greatness in you and the greatness in you comes from the kingdom of God. That's why he put the Holy Spirit in you. The Bible said the paraclete will lead you into all truth. All you have to do is admit and declare the decree that God's plan for your life is really more than what you can see. Am I in there with anybody on this morning? You keep on looking at a man and trying to see what he can do for you. Yeah, you gathering all the bricks and all the morning. You may do this and do that to look real good. But I'm telling you, man, the woman of God, when it come down and it's all said and done, you got to stand account for your own life. Not because of man's title and position. Not because of the kind of bricks and mortar he got. When it's all said and done, man and woman of God, you got to stand before God. With everything that you thought you had in the world, it's going to be gone. Now, God said, now I got to make a claim on your life. Whether you go to the left or whether you go to the right. The word of God says that you was in some transgressions and sins in your life. But in the midst of me being the God before you, that had the power to declare, decree, and speak things over your life. Before you was born, I called you what you wanted to be. That even when you was lost, as the word of God says over here in the book of Ephesians 2. That when you in your past times, you walked in. Listen to what it says. Ephesians, we're back in the book of Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Well, look at this. The Bible said that even when you passed time, look, we all had this. When you walked according to the course, listen to how he said this, the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, 
the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I'm trying to get you to understand and realize every one of us had a prince in our life, a prince that was designed to take you out from the day you was born. The word of God declares you go back to the book of Galatians. You really want to line this thing up and you got to hear the Holy Ghost in this. The Bible said when you was in your past time, you didn't walk in the spirit, according to Galatians 5 and 16. But you did walk through the course of the world, which was of the flesh. And the Bible said you had things in you that led to had to deal with manifesting of adultery. You had fornication in you. You certainly had uncleanness in you, you dealt with lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, illuminations, wrath, uh, wrath, strife, seductions, and heresy. The Bible said these things was in you, murder, drunkenness, revering, gossiping, saying things about people you know you're not supposed to say, behind closed doors, and some of you are all still in dealing with that right now. You are 100 years old, and you ain't still got to the point that you got to learn how to stop putting your mouth on folk. And stop criticizing and talking about people and learn how to walk in love. The word of God is trying to get you to see where you are in life. It won't be too long that I come get you and bring you home. But you got to get yourself together. Because baby, look here. The wind, how, that, how that song go? I got to get myself. The, the, the Mary Mary that made that song a while back. Mary Mary said, I got to get myself together because I got somewhere to go. Brother and sister, you better get it lined up. You better stop worrying about what somebody telling you. And you better get in the word of God and hear what God is telling you for yourself. Get your mind right. Quit running behind. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have things that make a scene right. Quit believing in lies, clicks, club, games, positions, and get down on your knees and go to the University of Neology and talk to God about He gave you a spirit. You don't need no man to give you no spirit. Am I in there anywhere? He didn't bore you. He didn't make you. He didn't design you. God gave you your spirit. Your spirit was designed to communicate with the one who created you, who designed you and engineered you and made you that man and woman God before the nation. The word of God goes on and he says over here in verse three, if you look at Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians two and chapter three, among whom you also, look what he said, he put the also in there. First, you got to go back to verse two and you got to see where the also come. He adds to some more slain and sin that was in your life. Some more calamities that you dealt with while you was out there in the world. The Bible says in verse two, once again, he said he puts the where in. And then when you go to the top of the, the uh, you look at the verse two, he starts, he said, where in? The Bible says, I, I, let, let me back up. Because man, woman, I got to get you to see the revelation of what God is speaking on here. First, he tells you in verse chapter one. He said, and when you were quickened, who look at, he said, you what the, the words he used, you, you can't escape them. They was already there. You were designed in your life to be a prophet before God. But the enemy knew you was coming and he tried to put stumbling blocks in your way. So the word of God said, I went to the cross and died that you may have the right to the tree of life. That by mercy and grace, you're going to be saved. It's not going to be nothing but your merit system. But it's going to be what God gave you because he knew you was hard-headed, discombobulated, dysfunctional in your life. And didn't know up look down and didn't know right look wrong. And you couldn't tell a spade from a spade. But God had to come in your life and show you in the direction where you had to come. Am I in that, Jeremiah 29, 11? God is trying to get you to see. It's only by him that you become saved. You, can, you, you didn't have the ability to do anything yourself. 
He was so hard-headed, upside, me and you and everybody else. The Word of God makes a very strong statement. If you look at the open argument that he speaks of in the book of Ephesians, how you were in sin, there wasn't going to be nothing but a God to bring you out of your sins. No matter how articulate you were, no matter how much money you had, no matter how many jobs you possess, how many positions you possess, God said, I still had to bring your hard head stuff out because it's only by grace that you're going to be saved. That's the only way you're going to come out of this thing that you're in. It's not your money going to bring you out. It's not your fame that's going to bring you out. And it certainly ain't going to be your name to bring you out because how many people know the majority ain't always right. You can get around all the people you want to boast in you all you want. You, 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 want, you want to be known before men. But baby, when it come down to the bottom line, that when it's time for your life to go out and you got to get up out of here, you got to give account for every idle word and every idle deed you have done up off in your life. You, you can't move with the Holy Spirit. You can't move with the power and the essence of God when you all toe up from the floor up and you need to check up from the neck up. And you don't know how to say L-O-V up out your mouth to someone else. But only still, you give a little sign to let them know that it's okay. Just go and say the word. You got a problem with it saying you, you, you love them? You got a problem saying you care about them? I tell everybody that I love them. Man of God, woman of God, I love you. I'm not going to send you back some thumbs up or some little okie doke thing to tell you. No, I'm going to tell you. Whether it be in text or whatever, if I love you, if I got to love you, if I'm going to see the promises and the power of God in my life, I got to walk in obedience. And one of the first things I got to walk in is in love. The word of God makes it very plain here in Ephesians 2. And I know I'm pushing this thing a little bit, but I'm going to step on the gas a little bit because we, we got, we got somewhere we're getting to go this morning. And I'm going to be the one that's going to get you there. Beep, beep, because I'm rolling. You know, rake the leaves and shake the trees, baby, because we got to go. Look at here what he says right here. When you were dead... And when you were in your past, you walked according. Look, when you were in, he, he telling you that you was in sin. I doubt any demon or any foul-mouthed individual that said they ain't never had sin up in their life. I don't care how much holy, how much of the Holy Ghost has hit you. I don't care how much you say you read scripture every night. I don't care how many times you've been down on your knees. Let me tell you something, man and woman of God. I watched my grandmother at almost 90 years old. The devil fought her all the way to her grave. I watched my mother that even at the age that she was in, and when she left here, just the best past a year ago, how God, how the devil had fought her all through her life. But the word of God, she's speaking in her mouth. She's spoken off every time. Is that Isaiah or at 54 and 17? No weapon formed against me. You got to keep on speaking it even when you're on your deathbed, when you're sickbed. Baby, you got to know how to finish the race, the full race, and go all the way in. No, you still here because you're still fighting. long as you're still on this field, baby, you got to fight the good fight of faith. God has got a plan for your life, but it's really more than what you can see. The Word of God speaks it very strongly here. If y'all can hear this prophet speaking to you this morning. The Bible says, when you were in your times past, you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. We just talked about who the princess was in your life. They was in your life and in my life. And Galatians tell you who the princess was in your life. No, you don't want to admit it. See, you're too proud and you're too good. You're one of the people who try to walk upright and think you got it all together, that you look down on everybody else because of the little mistakes they made, but you don't understand. You had some adultery in your life. You had some fornications in your life. Am I there? You had some uncleanness in your life. You had some witchcraft, hatred, invariance, illumination, strife. You had all those in your life. But let me tell you something, man and woman of God. The God brings it. He pulls the sheet off of everybody. Look here. He said, well, in your past time, you walked according to the course of the world, according to the world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit. 
that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You don't want to hear this, but I'm going to let you know that God has already told you that there are some things in your life that, work, that quite wasn't right with him. But God is going to tell you something here in a minute. Listen to me. Verse 3 said, among also, when you had your conversations in past time, spicy language, the lust of the flesh, we all did, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, in which we did do behind closed doors and places that we know we're not supposed to be because our mothers told us so, and your minds, who you are by, by, by nature, children of wrath, just as others were. You was messed up, just like I was messed up. Do I? Yeah, somebody, yeah, you know. You, you got a famous name. You speak real good. You got all you got books all over the world. And here you are standing before the people as you some kind of angel. No, baby, you ain't got no wings that you, you get up out of here. And that's that's an that's a if if you get to the throne and God don't pull something off you that you didn't you didn't uh forgive ask forgiveness for. Yeah, you, you you sound good before man when you down here on earth. You look good in your nice trilatropies. You look good because of all your bricks and mortar, all the novels and books, and how man parades you as being this, that, and the other, and all these things that make you seem good before people. But God is telling you, I got the I got I got the ace card on you. I knew the things that you did, and even when you asked me to forgive you, I did. But baby, don't you walk around like you ain't got no dirt on you in the name of Jesus. Look what he says right here. The Bible says, among whom you also in your conversation, Ephesians uh, chapter, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, among whom you also, look, had, you had it, our conversations in past time. Look what he said, lust of the flesh. He, he didn't forget, he said, you were fulfilling it, and you, and you were, desires of the flesh, and you did, him my dad, and your mind, yes it was, were by nature, and you is still now, Children of rap just as even others was. Me, you, and everybody else. But hold on a second. I hear some I hear a demon out there trying to speak and say they're better than everybody else. But I bind that in the name of Jesus. The only way you're gonna be saved is washed in the blood. That even when you washed in the blood, God just gotta deal with you and the things that got you going on in your life. Remember, you had some skid marks in your life. You still have some stuff in your life. God may erase all that stuff off, but he may he got a thorn on you too. Yeah, there's some things you did that you don't want to tell nobody about. But you walk up right before people as if you think you're a little bit better than everybody else. No, we're going to tell you something. All of us got something that we dealt with. And all of us got something that we got to answer to God for in a time before we leave out of here. That's why the word of God is telling you, among whom you also in your conversations in past times, lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and your mind, and you are children of wrath, uh, or you are children of the wrath, just as others. But look what God said. But God, come on somebody. But God, but God who is rich in his mercy. Come on, can I, I got to say that again. But God, let, let me just keep saying the but God. The, the, the but God. See, that's the that's the perpetuation right there. So you couldn't do it yourself. You you tried to do it on the merit system because of the accolades of the people, what they looked at. But God saw you when you was in the bathroom. God saw you when you was in the bedroom. God Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games. That you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I saw you when you was by yourself. God saw you when you thought this bad thing about this one individual and you asked God to forgive you. God saw you when you was in the midst and your mind was twisted and torqued and turned and you didn't know which way to go. God saw you and you come before me like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and you try to get me to believe that everything in your life is all right. No, sir, indeed, buddy. I got fights and I almost, I'm always fighting the good fight of faith. But one thing about me, I tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I thought I had it going on back in the day. You give me a Heineken in this hand. Am I in there anywhere? You give me a Tangeray in this hand and I had it going on. But see, that's something coming for you. Why well, I never drink and never smoke, but you still in the flush. You had desires and of your flesh just like everybody you had temptation in you just like everybody else did yeah that's some things you did behind closed doors too but best kept secret you ain't gonna tell nobody you're gonna try to move forward don't you point your finger at anybody else as the word of god says over in the book of luke chapter 6 over there he talks about you started trying to go around and pull the moat out of somebody's ass and you gotta beam me out look here everybody has fallen short y'all don't want me to want to talk to me the word of God declares a word in the book of Romans, around that Romans 3 and that 10. He said, we were all unprofitable. We all didn't, we all didn't understand it. We all didn't come to the understanding of Christ. You really wrote it on down. You get to the nitty gritty when he talks in the book of, over there in the book of Romans chapter 3. He really taps into the whole thing. He said, he said, for all has fallen short of sin. All has sinned. We all have had things in our times past. Just as Ephesians telling you right here. It's in the word. He said A-L-L. He means you and everybody else. Be you, be you pastor. Am I, come on, don't get me to talking. Be you a pastor. Be you a, a prophet. Be you a, a, a evangelist. Be you a pastor. Be somewhat layman. Am I there? You in this earth. You dealing and fighting with the things with the help of the Holy Ghost. You, you, the, the, you can't do it on your own. You got to ask the gift of God. He'll deliver you out of everything you fight against on a daily basis. The enemies, the arrows, all those things that the word of God declares that the kingdom of God suffers violence. But violence is taken by force. It's how you come before God and present yourself, as it said in the book of Ephesians 6 and 10. You got the baby, you got to put on the whole armor of God. And just because you got on armor doesn't mean the blows are not going to come at you. But woes under him who look at themselves as being a little bit more high than everybody else. You had already condemned yourself, the word of God says. As if any man think of himself as being something that he's not, he didn't already deceive himself. Hold on a second. The Bible tells me like this. It's a way that seems right to a man, didn't he say it? But the end is his death. Let, let me move on back over here in this book of Ephesians chapter 4 but God can y'all hear me but God do I need to say a lot of but God who is rich he, what was he rich in his mercy in his what rich in his mercy for his great what love wherewith he what loved ed us he with his love he loved on going with us even when we were what dead and now what then he said, even when we were dead in our what? Sins, he quickened us together with by what? Christ. By grace, let me can I say that again to somebody? Somebody missing the point here. But it's only by grace hmm, that you was what? 
saved. Go, can, let me take you back on up here again. And let me look at this thing about here in the, in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. He, he, first he's going to tell you, he's going to put the verdict on you. He's going to tell you why you really need him to come out of what you in. Or come out up out of what you in. The Bible says, where in past time, you walked according. I hear somebody talking about, well, well, the very man of being. No, no, loose that in the name of, I bind that spirit. So you want to be loose, but you still want to do the devious things that you know you're supposed to do that wasn't of God. Let me let me rephrase that. You still want to do the things that you want to do that wasn't of God, that ain't of God. And then the first thing you want to come out of your mouth and say, well, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay. All right, then. You go tell somebody else that. But see, I know, and I know you know, that there are some things you had creeping around. You got some ants in your closet. You ain't got to have some skeletons. You got some termites in there, too. That you just still dealing with, baby. You got to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. The Bible tells you once again what you had in your closet. You can, you can toss it up any way you want to. The Bible says, when in past times, you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power, of the air, of the spirit. But he's doing it now with other people. He got you and he got other people too. See, when you coming out, somebody that's going in. The spirit that worketh now in the children of disobedience. Let's go back. Let's go back down here to four. But God, it's all about God, who was rich in mercy. The Bible says he was rich in mercy. Look, look how he said that. Who were rich in mercy? It's apostrophe in the King James version. Let me take you to the Amplified version. Let me get a real good understanding right here. The Amplified version breaks down this. First, it says, "But God." He puts a dash in there. It separates everything else. It says, but God in the Amplified, so rich is he in his mercy. So rich, look, so rich is not you, he. Get the marriage system out because you can't do it yourself. He in his mercy because of, in, look, because of in order to satisfy the great and wonderful an intense love with which he loved us. Look how much he loved us. The Bible says, in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love wherewith he loved us. God loved you more than you loved yourself. You take your word of God and you, you tap into it. You go back over here and you look at it, it says over there what we call the, the English Standard Version in that fourth verse. Look, look how it says in the English Standard Version. But God, being rich in mercy because of great love and wherewith he loved us. I ain't gonna get to the part of even when we were dead now sin, because we already know that. We just talked about that in, in the area of Ephesians 2 and 2. But when we come over here and we look at what we call the easy read version, gives you the whole different breakdown in the easy read. He said, but God is rich in mercy and he loved us very much. I ain't got to go to five because you already know what you was in two, two and two. You see what I'm saying? No, you, you, don't, you don't hear this man of God, but I'm, I'm going to speak it to you. Because that's what I'm designed to do. I'm, 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 I'm going to bring it. Because I'm not going to bring it the way you want it. I'm not going to be all pious and pronounce my words all superior. I'm not going to be all lovey in such a way that I got to say it so norm. And knowing that I was jacked up and tore up from the floor myself. 
That when I minister word, I'm ministering from a personal standpoint of view. When I go in the word of God and read something, I'm not going there to get something to study. I'm going there to get something to eat. Am I in there? I'm not like somebody who give a, a, a three point series on something that they have studied. The word of God, they say, do study to show yourself approval. You really understand what it's saying. He said, look, eat the word of God. Let that word of God come off the pages and be in your heart. When God takes that word and begin to illuminate it, it transforms what the revelation is on the pages and it gives you a different thing in your heart. See, God said, behold, I will do a new thing. That's what he told me in the book of 1 Corinthians. But he told me that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. There's things I read from the scripture, but when I meditate on it, like it said in Joshua 1 and 8, God will give me a whole new meaning of the secret things that belong to me, according to Deuteronomy 29 and 29. The secret things. See, the letter kill it, but the spirit, am I, I'm trying to help somebody. You can read all the commentaries all day that you want. Baby, if you don't get down on your knees and get a real good revelation of what God has transferred this thing in your life, you will never get the idea for what it is. Because see, what's happening in the world today, everybody's got the letter. Everybody can quote a scripture. Everybody can read off the pages. Everybody want to start their own ministry. Everybody this, that, and the other. But God said there's a remnant in the season that we're in. That the Bible said there'll come a time where they want to obey the people in the position. That they'll come, there will be false doctors. They'll lead people astray. They got their own little telephone lines. Am I in there anywhere? They got their own little side corner. In other words, they got their own little uh, salmon and saucers on the side. They got their own little charades going on. And they, they because they couldn't normally function in a, what we call a team environment, they had to escape and go find out to do something that they thought was more of themselves. The word of God says it. You think of yourself as being more. You don't lose yourself. Take what you got. And stop being an island and connect that thing with somebody and be a part of the body. You study leading these people astray and letting them be called on things. Now I got, I got, I got, I got radio lines. I got uh, video lines. I got all those things, but see, I'm connected with good people and I deal with good people. I love the man of God, Bishop Raymond Johnson. I love the man, Pastor Sam Fitzroy. I don't talk to him all the time, but I love Jesse Perez. Now he beats the word out there dealing with the gangs and bringing the gangs and does a great book out there, Victory Outreach. Y'all don't want to get out there and see how he handled that gang unit and see how he bringing those people off the street that's trying to murder, kill, and steal and, and hurt innocent people by some of the anger they got in them. And that's a great job in itself. Dealing with actually demonic spirits that got raised that want to kill, steal, destroy, and don't think twice about taking a life. You ought to get a chance to go out to Victory Outreach. You ought to look him up online and find out Jesse Perez's church and what he's doing out there. Pastor Sam Finch Roy, always a good man of God. Humble in his word. Catch his radio station, the 107 Love, on Sunday. You just, 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 just Google mocop.com. Just, just him with, see, he with him and, and Pastor uh, 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 Gloria is doing over there. At, 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 at Mount Olive Church. You know, you, you got you got Ryan Shaw, 2606 John West Freeway. Fantastic teacher in the word. You got Apostle Walker. You hear him on my nation all the time. Out there in Houston, Texas, look him up. Disciples Tabernacle. Get connected with some people. Get connected with the right thing. I, I mean, listen to me. It, it ain't always in size. Am I talking to somebody? It ain't always in size that you get a great revelation. Jesus took 12 people. One was the devil. And he turned the whole world upside down. You don't need a whole lot of people to go where you're going to go. Quit being mesmerized by the size of temples and bricks and mortar. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help y'all this morning. 
I'm trying to get you to see. Sometimes the places you go to that ain't got but four people in there might be the place where God wants you to go and grow instead of trying to jump off into an ocean where there's all kind of sharks, all kind of octopus, all kinds of stingrays. Am I talking to somebody? And then you don't know how to survive if one came to attack you. But when sometimes when you learn on a singular base with somebody who's not in this tense, and then you got a gift too. See, I know a whole lot of pastors and y'all, y'all people feel the call because some people don't want to come out of their sins. All they want is a good word to make them feel good. But God is more than about a good word to make you feel good. God is trying to structure and engineer your life on a personal basis. And sometimes you can't jump into a, a major thing until you understand what elementary is. In other words, you can't jump to a major university if you ain't understand what high school is. If you don't understand what high school is, then you need to go back to elementary. And sometimes when you just come into the faith of Christ, you got to believe and understand what the word of God is really telling you over in the book of Romans. Romans 10 says, what saith thou? A word is near thee, it's in thy mouth. Even that, that, that the word is with the faith. I mean, that is preached. God wants you to admit that that's something you got to get together in your mouth, as he said, in your life, as he said in Ephesians, uh, uh, excuse me, Romans uh, chapter 10 and 9, and Romans 10 and 9, but the confession with our mouth. And you got to admit that, the see, when you confess with your mouth, you just broke your umbilical cord of the world. And now you got to start breathing in the right stuff. When a mother carries a baby for so long, and then it comes down for the baby to be, she gotta, first you got to push him through. That's a, she got to deal with that labor pain. And what God do, he pushes you out of the world and pushes you into the kingdom. And now you're a newborn babe. And why Paul talks about that very thing over in the book of Ephesians, I'm not Ephesians, but Corinthians chapter three, he talks about how he had to feed them with milk and not on meat because they were yes, they're too young. The battle with him and Apollo, God had to come in and interfere in that thing. So y'all acting like little kids fighting, scrapping among one another. You know, Paul, who are you? And Apollo, who are you? But just mere men. Y'all just messengers. D what, Apostle Ellis, what are you telling us? Don't get caught up on fame. Don't get caught up with people who just sound good and bring you into auditoriums and give you shows. Listen to me. Some of your greatest anointing, some of your greatest power ran in small groups. Number one was Jesus Christ's group. You mind in there anywhere? You read about the story about Obadiah taking for the prophets when Ahab was trying to kill them all. You read about Elisha when he went out to Mount Carmel and tore all that stuff up with the word of God. And the false prophets that Jezebel had, he did it all by himself. You know, he may have ran off and told God he all by himself. But God said, no, 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 no. I got, I got 7,000 bound to the feet of Baal. You wanted the 7,000. Sometimes God got to have you under his wings and he got to send you where you want to go. Not where you want to go, where he wants you to go. Because sometimes when you come into the small ministries, you can't come in there. Like like my good friend over there in, um, my good friend out there in the city of Grand Prairie, um, uh, Charles Franklin, Bishop Charles Franklin. I like to call him Charles Franklin because he's, you know, I ain't saying that, you know, but he's Charles Franklin. I mean, him and his wife, Mrs. Franklin, do a great work. Ministry's not as expanded. It's not as big. You know, he's got a nice sized building. And he's always looking for people to come in that got gifts that add to the ministry under his vision. Y'all understand what I'm saying? When you start low, you can grow. But when you come in the midst 
of an ocean, you will get drowned. You will miss revelation. You will miss information. You will get parts of things that sound good, but you don't build a solid foundation. Can I help y'all? I'm, I'm, look, Pastor Ellis, the number of me, no, mean, no bad for anybody. I try to give you what God is telling me to give you. I try to help you what God is telling me to give you. I try to give you straight information from the kingdom of God and the way it has to line up with the spirit. The word of God declares a word. Listen to what I'm saying here, man, the woman of God. The word of God declares a word. I'm just rapping with y'all right now. Can I say that? That don't sound bad, do it? Let me rap with y'all for a minute. Look what the word of God says. Let's get, let's get personal with this a little bit. Let's, let's get out to the nitty gritty. My life ain't always what it need to be. Your life ain't always what it need to be. I think things is not right sometimes. You think things is not right sometimes. It's not, it's not, it's got nothing to do that I hate God. I dislike God. I get angry sometimes. You get angry sometimes. Can I talk to somebody? My marriage ain't always in the position that it need to be in. Am I talking to somebody? But, but the things that me and her agree and disagree with bonds us closer as being one. Am I there? We come as being representatives of the kingdom of God. Everything that we say ain't always on perfect hit every time. I'm trying to help y'all to see something here. Everything that you do in life is going to always have a defense system to come in, especially when you're doing something right. We walk in a great anointing. We walk in a greater power. I'm telling you, it's no, no different than what you can have. The enemy is always coming at us with something. But I got to be able to keep us prayed up, being the head of the household. I don't care if you're a woman in the house by yourself with your son and kids. You got to step into the play. And you got to let things, you, you got to stop fighting. You know, he may be over there. You may be over there. Look, get that thing together. I mean, if, if it's a separation, a divorce came, look, I'm not saying I condone. And I'm not saying I'm going against, I mean, there's some divorces that happen. And I know God didn't call you to be no throw rug. God didn't call for you to be an ab abusive system. You know what I'm saying? If you can't get along, then move on. But you got to understand if you're going to move on, make sure you don't leave a dirty trail behind that it's going to actually tank the kids, the, the, the branches that God is designed to come out of your life. Am I? I'm trying to help you all here to get you to see something that the word of God talks about the process. And he says, oh, in the book of Luke, you take your Bibles, go to the book of Luke. You look at the book, Luke chapter six, and I was just going to touch here for a minute. I know I'm, I know I'm kind of lengthy in here. I'm kind of a little, going a little lengthy here, but I want you to look at something with me. I want you to go over to the 43rd verse of Luke chapter six. And I want to show you something here around that 43rd verse. The Bible talks about, let's go to the 42nd verse. No, no man, let, let's, I tell you what, let's go to the 40th verse. I just want to talk with y'all. I love you guys. And I'm just going to talk to you like I'm talking like, you're my kids, I'm your partner, I'm your homeboy. I want to make sure that when I'm talking to you, I'm not trying to ridicule you, put you down. The things that you deal with. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I deal with my heart and compassion for you is to help you, to give you what I know that can help you in your walk. I don't want you to, I listen, I don't, as Paul said, I don't want you to be left ignorant. I, I'm not some guy in the ministry to look at himself and being, I'm just like you. You know, men, I put my pants on like you. And you know what I'm saying? I go to, I work. I mean, I, I support, the, I do things. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm just like you. I don't have no right for men or women coming to my church, especially men. Y'all got to hear me on this. This is one of the reasons we don't have a lot of men in the church because men in position don't know how to talk to men. Teach the man to be the prophet, the pastor, the preacher, the teacher of his own house and then teach him how to live it, that he'll be the example before his kids and he'll be the example before his neighbors, that he's an upright and the right standing man, not just because he's in the church. Come on, somebody. Not because he's just a man of God, a deacon or whatever. They got other men in the church. He got families. He got children. Teach him how to be a man of his household. The first thing we want to look at, I know I'm I'm, I'm pushing something. I don't know what the Holy Ghost is moving me here. I, I got to say this, I know, but but I'm gonna go back to the book of Ephesians. I'm gonna cut it off. I promise you guys, I'm gonna cut it off. I'm mean, I'm gonna have to go to a, a process or two about grace in here, but grace is for everyone. It's it's for all of us. The reason Christ left grace is because ne- look, we all ain't right. Read what it says in Romans. Go to the book of Romans. Look at Romans chapter three. Look, look at that 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 ninth, tenth, and eleventh, and twelfth verse. We all are unprofitable. We all believe me, but grace has made us profitable. What the devil tried to throw away, God picked up. Am I in there anywhere? When the devil tried to destroy you. Maybe you had kids out of wedlock. Maybe you divorced a couple of times. Maybe you uh you, you lost a home. Maybe you lost a car. Y'all listen to me. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm telling you guys things that I know what I'm talking about. I'm getting a little intimate with y'all now in terms of me talking with y'all. Because I really want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to hear my heart. Look, don't think of yourself as being something that you're not. Don't put more trust and more of your emotions and your love into something that can't put you where you need to go. Don't do that. Don't structure your life behind titles. Don't structure your life behind positions. Let, let me, let, let me make this word. Let me say this thing to you. I'm, I'm learning anything of the scripture, but I'm talking, I'm talking with you guys close to, I'm rapping with y'all. As we say, we're just kind of kicking it here. Look what he says in the book of, of, of Luke. Let's get a good understanding of this. Not from look. Down, please don't look at this from a from a biblical teaching standpoint of view. Look at it from a revelational standpoint of view. God want to give you wisdom. Don't look this as a, some kind of you know. I got to go to where it says this and, and don't look at it. I mean, get look. I want. I like talking with you. I love you guys. I mean, I haven't got to see you, but I, I got to love everybody. I don't care where you are and who you are. You know, I got to love you. But look what he says in the book of Ephesians, a book of um, Ephesians kicking boy. Look, look, look what he says over in the book of Luke chapter six. Let's look at the 40th verse. The disciples is not above his master. Do y'all understand what that means? 
a disciple, a disciple, a true, you know what a disciple is? A one who goes out and does the work that God says, go out there because the harvest is great. You know, you get trained. you in the house of God. You're not there to look above anyone else. The man brings you the word in such a way that he disciples you, but you will go out into the world. The greatest one of the greatest words in my ministry I ever saw. I'm going to finish this out. It's when I went over to Pastor Sam Fitzroy Church. And over the top of his door, when you're going out, it is, it's, it's engraved in my mind forever. He said, over the top of his door, you are now entering the mission field. The word of God says like this. The disciple is not above his master. Everybody that God put in place as being your overseer is not your master. He's an information system designed to run a vision that came to him by God. You are the arms. You are the legs. You are the toes. Everything in you has got something that God has for you to do. Don't be an island. Don't fight against your kidney. Kidney don't fight against the lungs. Lung don't fight against the intestine. Intestine don't fight against the spleen. You know, don't fight. Get along with everything else in the body. And do the work which God called you to do and be able to go out and help that that ministry. It's not your master, but it's training you up to go back out there in a war. It's getting you the right kind of gear. It's getting you the right kind of side armor. It's getting you the right kind of helmet. It's getting you the right kind of legs. It's getting you the right kind of walk. It's getting you everything you need. And most of all, you sealed by the Holy Spirit. You see you you sealed in you you sealed. You know what I'm saying? By the Holy Spirit. That means the word of God says, what is it? Uh, what is it? Um, uh, it? It slips me a little bit. Isaiah 54 and 17. Somebody can look it up. I ain't, I ain't going to move that because I'll be for the sixth time. No weapon formed against me. When I understand that I'm not above my master. But everyone that is perfect should be his master. You, 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 gonna, you, you know, look, look how Proverbs say that. Proverbs say, lean not to your own understanding, but not as God in all his way. That he direct your path. He's your master. He put men in the earth. As it says in Amos 3 and 7, I don't bring a word into the land that's revealed to the prophet. God brings men in the land to use them to bring forth the word to the people. That when the people understand that they go out and their mission is to go out and what? Speak the gospel. Everybody's got a ministry in him. So I heard Apostle Von Peake say, 1919 Collins Street. Arlington, Texas. You better go out there and get with it if you're in Arlington area. Great ministry, great man and woman. God love people and love the word of God. Also, the teachings that you see come across the line with uh, Dr. J.C. Matthews. <laughs> the, dude, the dude is in another dimension. But the world church is not ready for that kind of teaching because they still stuck on prosperity, memorization, clicks, clubs, titles, names, and positions. These men teach things. Dr. Dale Wilson. I mean, these guys, they may move on another level. You're not going to hear a whole lot about them because they're not trying to put themselves in the limelight. God makes room for their gift. And though he makes room for their gift also, they got some great ministries. Look what the word of God says once again. And let, 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 this, let this man of God come with you. I want to talk to y'all. The disciple's not above his master. We ain't looking at no commentaries. We're looking at what the Holy Spirit is saying. Get that, get that thing out your hand. Get that... that that breakdown. Get that thing out your hand. Get, listen to me. The disciple, man delivered, designed, and engineered by God to do the work in the kingdom, is not above the one who made him to be designed and engineered in the kingdom. To come down with the power and the revelation, to walk in illumination, and walk with the ambassadorship that comes from your master. That was given to you, according to Jeremiah 1 and 5. You, you got to hear me. 
This is the Holy Ghost talking. That was already given to you. Your discipleship was already in you when you were born. You had marching orders when you were born. God called you to be a prophet for the nation. If if you don't if you don't if you if, if you're not understanding what the pastor said, go to the book. Go to the book. Go go to the book of First Corinthians. Go to the book of First Corinthians and then begin to read what it says in First Corinthians over there in that First uh, Corinthians twelve. No, First Corinthians yeah, First Corinthians twelve and that's seven. I, I can't go into it right now, but I want you to read over in First Corinthians twelve and look what the word of God is saying. How you are designed to be in with the body. He never called you to be outside. He never called you to be some kind of wart or some you know outside the body of Christ. The Bible said of what His manifestation was given to you. That you were prophet with all. You got to read what it says. But I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to get with you on this look. I want you to hear me on this look. Listen to me. Disciple is not above his master. Even one that is perfect religion shall be his own master. Now you know. You, you depend on yourself. You're gonna fall. Let's go to the forty-four verse. I can't get into a whole lot right now because I know I got to move. Look what it says. And beholdeth the mote that is in thy brother's eye. But perceiving not the beam that is our own eye. Go back to 41. Behold it the more. I'm criticizing and I'm already critical. I'm looking at somebody and talking about them, but I'm just as jacked up. I'm just as toe up. If I'm, I mean, from the flow up, everybody needs God in their life. Everybody needs the Holy Spirit. He goes down in the 41st verse. Why behold it the moat in thy brother's eye? Why complain to talk about him? And you just jacked up yourself. Man, y'all stay with me here. What did, what did Ephesians tell you? Ephesians said, who among you also in your conversation the past times in the lust of the flesh. Do I need to go on? Fulfilling the desires of the flesh in the mind when nature or children around. Now, I hear somebody in the spirit saying, well, that's what happened to the Ephesians. No, that was for you and your time when you are right now. Come on, come up off of that educational stuff and get some revelation. Quit trying to commentary everything down to exclude the things that you got going on in your own life and you need to get fixed. We all suffer from things in our life. We got to get fixed though. We all need a mechanic in our life. And that's the Holy Ghost, the paraclete. Look what it says in 41. Beholdest thou the mote in thy own, that behold thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but you receive not the being that's in our own eye. Either how can it thou say that thy brother, let me pull out the mote that's in thy eye, that I may look that in my eye, excuse me, when thy thyself behold it or perceive it not, the being that is in my own eye. You hypocrite. You can't call it nothing else. When you go around pointing your fingers, looking out at everybody else, and you know you was Ephesians too. You know you walked in sin in your life. And your job now is by your experience to see and deal with people and bring them out of what they was in. I don't care if you are 95 years old. You had a pass. I'll give you 115. You had a pass. You talk to some of these old ministers and women of God, the men of God, the men, they're going to tell you the truth. They're not going to put no front in front of you. Ephesians goes back and he says about it over here in Ephesians 5, even when you were dead in your sins and you quickened together. With Christ, by grace you are saved. Do I need to say that again? By grace you are saved. Look what? It wasn't your merit. It wasn't, you can't earn it. You can't earn grace. You know what I'm saying? You can't earn love. I'm trying to get y'all to see. These things was given to you. 
And when they're given to you, it's already in you because of what Christ did on the cross. Baby, you got to learn how to activate it. And the way to activate it is walk in love. That now all the things that Christ give you will come to full form and full illumination. Can I talk to y'all for a second? The word of God says over there, we look at the book of Galatians. You look at, the, at that particular fifth chapter. You look at the 22nd verse. He talks about the fruit. The first thing he tells you is love. When you learn how to love, your joy will come back. When you learn to have peace, you'll sleep at night. When you begin to moan and worry, your long-suffering gear kicks in. The greatness or the gentleness of you is when in your midst of circumstances, you'll become. Goodness when you treat everybody like a brother and sister, despite a race, creed, or color. You got a lot of division that's going on in the world today. You better get it together. And the only way you can get the goodness is when God began to put that faith on you. He, he decided to open it up. That he'll show you. And when you begin to receive the faith and the favor of God, he began to teach you how to be meek and how you handle all the things he's given you. Temperance. Learn how to give. The Bible says, in such there is no law. You know, but one thing he said in the 24th, the 24th verse in the book of uh, Galatians 5 and 24. And thy that are Christ have, look at it, they that are that they are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions of the flesh. Goes back up to the book of Galatians, look at 19 down to 22, it tells you that. Down to really 21, it tells you that. And then it comes back in the book of Romans. What he says in the book of Romans, Romans says something real strong. You look at, if you take it, I got to get out of here. I know I got to get out of here, but the Holy Spirit is speaking. Look at Romans chapter 6. Look at Romans chapter 6. When you understand that, the word of God said, how should we then say look or what shall we say then shall we continue in sin look here grace grace and now abides in you grace opens up all those things we just talked about the meekness the love the temperance you, you can't when you got this in you there's no way when you got love joy peace long-suffering greatness gentleness faith meekness temperance Sin has no place in that kind of superior love. It has, it, it can't, it can't, I'm sorry, it, it can't go there. That's why he says in Romans 6, what shall I say then? Shall we continue on sinning that grace abounds? The Bible says God prevailed. When you understand who you are in Christ and what Christ has called you to be opposite, he said, how shall we then are dead in sin, live any longer therein. Baby, you can't do it no more. When the Holy Spirit really touches you, you can't do it no more. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are and what you're going through. It's through the mercies and grace of God, through the illumination of the power of the Holy Spirit. God has given you the ability. I don't care how bad somebody done you. When you learn to activate love, you learn to understand what Christ has done for you. God will show you things that you never know. So I'm telling you, men and women, God, I know I kind of held y'all this morning. But the Holy Spirit was speaking. He was Something was going on. That believe it was the power of God. But I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth by the power of the Holy Spirit that everyone who had a listening ear on this morning to receive that what this man of God has brought from the kingdom, I bless them. And even as I bless them, Father God, I'm actually going to their households and their private accounts, their private uh, whatever it may be that's causing havoc in their life. That you begin to remove, you begin to convict, and you begin to rest. And you begin to shut down every negative clause in their life. Father God, I declare by the word of God and by the manifestation of the spirit that you are God that's more superior, more powerful, 
more authoritative than they can even imagine and understand. Your word is declaring decree that their eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. God, I believe and declare that they ain't even in the hearts of any man the thing that you have in store for them. So I decree by the word of God, by the power of the spirit, Lord, we ask them to make it a great day and that they begin to move to the orchestrating plan and the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit to know and declare, according to Isaiah 54 and 11, that no weapon, 54 and 17, no weapon, no weapon formed against them shall prosper and that they shall be able to stand. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for the word that you spoke to this priest on this afternoon. Or this morning, as you continue to go and touch each and every one of them, I declare and decree that even as I begin to speak, Father God, you continue to give us illumination and revelation. Don't forget to join us tonight at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time right here at Harvest Night Church and Harvest Night Studios. Got the man of God coming out of Saginaw, Michigan. Great man of God. Been sticking around the ministry for a while. Got a number of ministries of the people that are speaking. Got the woman of God, J.J. Fox, is going to be coming back in and live with us. We don't know when. She's still kind of showing out the time. She told me to make sure I let her know before she comes back on. But she got a great word in her, her and her husband. And also, we got some more men of God's going to be coming in here. He's going to be speaking a great word of God. We got Prophet Strogan going to come with us. We don't have time yet. He's coming out of Louisiana. And also, as always, we got the man of God on Fridays, Oscar Walker, out of Baton Rouge, not Baton Rouge, out of Houston, Texas. On Wednesday, we always tune in with the man of God, uh, Bishop Raymond Johnson, out there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We thank God for him and the work he's doing out there. Bishop Raymond Johnson is a great man. He does great work, have a great spirit, great teaching ability. They help each and every one of you. You all have a church. We didn't need somebody to help cover you. We don't mind it doing it here, but yeah, he's a great man that do cover. Ron Shaw, Pastor Sam Finch Roy, all these great men, uh, good men to cover you in your work. To each and every one of you, God bless you. God keep you. I love you guys. And I pray that all is well as we all continue to move forth, continue to trust in God and believe everything he declares us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.